Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us as we continue in the series, The Words That Limit Us. In this series, we have been looking at words that impose limits on who we are and who God has created us to be. You, say, you know, the things that we say about ourselves and, and to ourselves that concerns our futures and actually limits our futures. It limits our abilities and it even limits the very reasons that we were put here on earth for. In the first part, we looked at two little simple words. Those two words will limit your growth. Those two words will limit your hope and it'll limit your ability to create the future that you and I were created for. Those two words are simply, I can't. And if you missed it, I wanna encourage you to click through our videos, through our messages and go and find it for yourself. This week, we wanna look at another limit. And this limit is our misunderstandings. Now, I wanna start us off with a little picture. A little picture that shows us all about what misunderstandings could look like. Now on the screen, you see a picture that says, when I grow up, I want to be like mommy. Now this picture um, came back from school to mom and it had a little note from the teacher. And the note said, please can you explain this? I don't understand. Mom wrote back the following letter. Dear Mrs. Jones, I wish to clarify that I am not now, nor have I ever been, an exotic dancer. I work at Home Depot, and I told my daughter how hectic it was last week before the blizzard hit. I told her we sold out every single shovel that we had, and then I found one more in the back room, and that several people were fighting over who would get that shovel. Her picture doesn't show me dancing around a pole. It's supposed to depict me selling the last snow shovel that we had at Home Depot. From now on, I will remember to check her homework more thoroughly before she returns it. Sincerely, Mrs. Smith. Now, as you can see, there is misunderstandings all around, misunderstandings on a daily basis, misunderstandings that need clarification all the time. Another simple one is the word dog. Dog for me and dog for you could mean two very different things. Now, dog for me is a massive, hairy, slobbering animal that followed me around my whole young life and was very happy to eat shovelfuls of dirt whenever I put it in her mouth. For you, dog might mean something very, very different. In fact, it could just mean teeth on legs, four legs, so it's twice as fast as what you are. And it reminds you of this instance where you were running and it was barking and there was a bite and there was blood and you had this thing on your calf that you didn't like and, and that elicits other bad memories of needles 
because you had to go for the rabies shots after the dog bite. As you can see, there is simple words that can have very different meanings depending on our understanding, depending on the way we grew up, on, depending on the way that we think and the challenges that we faced in life. Other words like this is father, mother, home, family, maybe even work. And the list just continues on and on and on. Now, for us here today, there are some very important words that do need good understanding. How about the word God or Jesus or the word Christian? the Bible. How about church? Now, I wish I had time for us to, to talk about every single one of those subjects, but we don't. I will keep you busy for way too long, and I think you're going to get bored. But I think we need to maybe just start at the top of that list. What is our misunderstandings when it comes to God? Now, for you, the word God could mean something like an old man with a stick. You know, an angry, spiteful old man that's always kind of waiting for you to mess up so that he can get you. It could mean uh, a Santa-like figure. You know, somebody who's always willing to give you presents as long as you keep to the standards, as long as you are good enough. You know that you can expect a lump of coal if you didn't meet the standard. How about the uninvolved bystander creator? God, for you, might be uh, this person who, who set it all up, who spoke it all into being, wound it up, put it down, and he's standing back and waiting for it all to play out. I think for us to get to the root of this, we need to go to the place where God revealed himself over and over and over again to his people. So we're going to go to the Bible. And if we go to the Bible, we find a personal, caring God, a God who interacts with his people. Let's start here. I know the plans that I have for you. My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. As I said, we read about a personal God. A God who cares, who has compassion, who's, who can be heartbroken when he has plans for us and we miss out on those plans. Another place says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm your fe all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. It's not often that we think of God as this wonderful Savior who rejoices over us with singing. Uh, very few of us actually connect God and Him singing over us, Him delighting in us. Another place says the following. It says, come now, let us reason together. Implying that God thinks and He reasons and He in fact invites us to think and reason with him. Another place says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Isaiah here telling us that 
we are like God. We are created in His image, but He isn't necessarily like us in everything. You see, God doesn't have limitations like we do. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't run out of energy. He is eternal, and space and time doesn't bother Him. He is so much greater than what our minds can sometimes think or imagine. Now, this is just a short list, but there's a lot to wrap our heads around in it. It continues and it gets even worse. Because, well, worse or better. Because God is this creator who loves his creation. In fact, he loves us so much that he gives us the power of choice. You see, we can choose to love him or not to love him. He loves us enough to give us free will to accept him or reject him. Now, here's the thing. God will not force us into his presence if we don't want it. He loves us too much for it. This is kind of a hard one to wrap our heads around sometimes. And let me explain it to us this way. So hypothetically, there is this guy who really, really, really likes a girl. But the girl isn't, well, let's just say, all that into him. Yeah, she doesn't want to date him. But this guy is persistent. So he keeps pursuing this girl. He buys her flowers, he buys her chocolates, and he keeps trying to impress her. Gets to a place where she decides she's going to have to have the talk with him. And she sits him down and she tells him the words that every man fears in his youth. I like you, but only as a friend. The poor man's heart is broken, but he does not give up. He keeps pursuing her. He keeps buying flowers and chocolates and keeps inviting her to movies and coffee and everything else. And she keeps saying no until one day he decides that I love her so much, I'm going to force her to love me. Now you're sitting there at home going, he can't do that. And you are absolutely right. You see, love by definition, needs to be freely given. And that's the point. If he truly loves her, he will let her go. He will leave her alone. He will allow her to make her own decisions. And that's what God does for us. He loves us enough to allow us to make our own decisions, to actually have our heart's desires. Romans 6, from verse 5 to 11, says the following. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Jesus perfectly represented 
us to the Father by paying the price for our sins and our rebellion. But in the same time, Jesus perfectly came and represented the Father to us, to his people. You see, so often God knew that we were going to get confused, that we weren't going to understand, and that he needed to send us a, re a representative to tell us and show us in terms in the flesh who he is and what he is like. And so he sent his son, Jesus. Now, Jesus came and he used many ways to explain God and God's kingdom and God's love and God's goodness and greatness and grace and forgiveness and all of that to us. Jesus, one of the methods he used was to tell parables. Now, parables are just these short stories packed with truth and packed with meaning. And, and they are designed for us to look at ourselves and look at our situations objectively and learn a lot from them and learn a lot about God from them as we replace sometimes ourselves with the characters and as we uh, actually realize how God works. Now, one of these parables are found in the book of Luke chapter 15. And Jesus tells a story about a father who had two sons. The first oldest son was an upstanding member of the community. He loved <laughs> the rules and he loved following the rules. The younger brother, well, he was a bold young man and he thought to himself, you know what, I can actually do better on my own. So the young man decided to leave his father's house and to go at life on his own. So he went to his father and he said, look, I'm going to leave, but in order for me to do that, I'm going to need my part of the inheritance. I'm going to need you to give up a third of your estate. So pay up, old man. It's my time to go. To everybody around's amazement, the father actually agrees, and he gives this young man a third of his estate. And everybody stands around as this young man leaves without even looking back once. Now, the young man went to a foreign country and man, he went about spending his money like no one's business. And unfortunately, he was completely careless and completely reckless with all that he had been given, with everything that had been entrusted to him. Now soon, unfortunately, as it goes, the money ran out. Bad luck for him is as the money ran out, a famine struck the land. And this young man had to find a job. And he took the only job that he could find. And the job was to tend filthy, dirty, ugly, stinky pigs. It's all he could find, and at least it was a job. But Jesus tells how the young man sits with the pigs, and he feeds these pigs, and even the pig slop starts looking attractive as food. The young man sits there and he, he realizes that he stinks, that he has nothing left, and he starts remembering home. As his stomach rumbles one more time, he remembers how even the servants at home had bread. Oh, 
wonderful fresh bread. He could actually smell it in that moment over the stink of the pigs. And he remembered how they didn't just have bread, they had bread to spare. So the young man came to his senses and he decided, you know what, I'm going to go home. I'm going to apologize to my father. I'm going to tell him that I really messed up. And I don't want to be his son anymore. I have given up that opportunity. I know that I've messed up so badly that it's not even on the cards. But if he can give me a job as a servant in his house, that would be fantastic. And he knows that his father is a merciful man and that he has a chance of being a servant in his father's house. So the young man packs nothing. He takes his stinky self with his bare feet and he sets off back home. Now, as he walks down the road leading to where home is, his father spots him. His father bursts through the door, runs down the driveway and smack into his son, hugging him, kissing him with the biggest smile on his face. And this young man starts explaining himself and starts confessing how badly he had messed up. The father looks around at the people standing around and he says to them, bring a robe and put it on his shoulders. Bring a ring and put it on his hand. Bring sandals and put them on his feet. Get all the best food that we have and the best food that we can get our hands on because tonight we are having a feast. You see, this son of mine was lost, but now he is found. You see, the father wasn't waiting to shame his son. No, the father was waiting to celebrate the day that his son returns. Meanwhile, in the field, the upstanding older brother heard the commotion from home. And he decided to go and find out what it's all about. He figured out that the commotion was actually a party. And he couldn't understand how did people have time to party when there was all this work to be done. He was extra frustrated when he found that this party was for his good-for-nothing brother. He got hold of his father and he told him that, he had worked hard and he had honored his father. And this brother of his that wasted away every single thing that he'd ever been given gets this massive party and he's never got anything like it. Dad, what about me? Why don't I ever get anything like this? The father stops him. The father consoles him. And the father says to him, son, you have always been with me. Everything I have is yours. Let's all be glad that we are all back together, that everyone is home and everyone is under one roof. That's reason for celebration. You see, your brother, he was lost, but now he's found. In fact, your brother was dead, but he has come back to life. Come join us in 
the celebration. Now, Jesus shows us how God's kingdom works. He shows us that in God's kingdom, everyone is loved and everyone is worthy of God's compassion. The youngest son, he didn't lose it because he had messed up. But it's important to note that the oldest son, he didn't earn it because he was staying faithful. No. See, God is our good father. And he invites everyone, absolutely everyone, into his forgiveness. And he welcomes us all into his homecoming party, into this welcome home party that he has for us. I want to say if you take only one thing home today, let it be this, that God wants you. He loves you and he wants you to be part of his household. He wants you to come home to him. See, we can't earn it. We can't deserve it. We can't break it and we can't lose it. God loves us. You are loved. When you are at your worst, you are loved. When you've been battered and bruised by the world, you are loved. When you don't know and you are not sure what to believe, you are still loved. You see, I'd love for you to hold on to that, to remember that truth forever. What's your next step in understanding who God really is? For some of us today, it is in saying yes to God's love. It is in saying yes to His forgiveness and coming home. For others of us, it is to get to know Him better. Sometimes we've become callous. Sometimes we've come to a place where we think we know everything. Oh, we've heard all the sermons, we've sung all the songs, we've read all the scriptures. And I want to say to you today, if I, in my limited experience of three years of Bible college and 18 years of ministry, have realized this, I know very little when it comes to God. Every time I try to put Him in a box, He just shows me that He is so much bigger and that you will never fit into any box I try to fit him in. Maybe it's time that we humble ourselves and read our Bibles again with a fresh eye, with a fresh heart, and say, Lord, will you just reveal yourself to me? To hang out with these people and to say, Lord, just reveal yourself to me through the people who love you and who love me. So, I want to challenge you. I don't know where you are in your Bible reading right now, but go read the book of John again. And as you start, as you read a little bit every day, just pray that prayer. Lord, will you reveal yourself to me through this? And every day, expect God and know that He will reveal Himself to you in your situation, right where you are, right where you Maybe don't have all the answers. Back to the folks who said, I need to say yes. I need to say yes to God's love and God's forgiveness. I want to pray a short prayer for you. And I want to ask you to repeat it after me. And then I'll pray for you. And then we'll go home after that. I want to ask you 
close your eyes, and where you are, simply pray this. Jesus, I give you my life. Father God, today as people prayed that prayer, Lord, I know that you know the sincerity of their hearts. And Lord, you come and you meet with them. You speak to them, Lord. You meet them through your word. You meet them by revealing yourself to them, Lord God. Practically, every single day, Lord. Lord, will you help those folks to connect to people around them who love you and care for them. Lord, that they might grow in you. That they might see the plans and hopes you have for them, Lord. That they might know that you are excited about them. That you rejoice about them. That there is a party in heaven one day for all of us. Because you are so glad that your children are coming home one by one, Father God. I thank you that we get to be part of what you're doing and the way that you are doing it. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us, I would like to encourage you to connect with us through our website or any of our social media channels. And the main reason for us to want to connect with you is for us to know how can we help you. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. May you have a wonderful week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.